Welcome back to Eviction Radio. Today on the show, we have Seth Brosnan, and we are talking bikes. Seth has more than 15 years of experience in the cycling industry, and we talk with him about where to buy bikes, where you can ride them safely and have fun, nice scenery, where to get them fixed, and ways to make rides more interesting. So we have a good conversation with Seth. We, we cover a lot, and I hope you guys enjoy the show. All right. Good morning. Seth, the wrench Brosnan is with us. <laughs> we just that made nickname up that nickname. It's going to stick. Oh, new nickname. New nickname. Uh, so Seth, uh, Seth, you've been in the, the biking industry for a while. I was trying uh-huh. to think of what, when I met you and I was going back like 13 years. You convinced me to spend 10 times what I wanted to spend on a bike to get into <laughs> triathlons. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I over I overspent and it forced me to ride that thing every day, so it was a good. Decision. Did we mention Seth was in in bike sales and he he clearly got you uh, he he mission accomplished on the bike. Yeah, yeah. So so Seth, but your your career has evolved throughout the industry, and so where are you now? Ah, uh, yeah. Now I'm at uh, I'm at uh, the Cycling Sports Group. Um, you know, we, we house the brands that a lot of people know. We house um, Mongoose, GT, Schwinn, and uh, Cannondale, uh, actually. So I run the international division there. I'm the director of um, international for the cycling sports group. My division is called uh, DSI, Durrell Sports International. Nice. Yeah. How many people do you think are instantly jealous of your job when you have <laughs> international bike sales? Like, yeah. I know I am. It's like, oh. Yeah. I sell fuel. I, those, I would I love to sell parts. You know that you see all the time. It's like what my mom thinks I do, what my friends think I do. You know what I think I do, what I really do. Like that's that's really. <laughs> I spend a lot of time curious as to whether or not people even understand what's coming out of my mouth. So. <laughs> yeah. So I was riding. We actually set this up a while ago before this pandemic, but um, yeah. now now you know I've I've been getting some weekend rides in. And the trails and every, people are outside more than I've ever seen in the past. Um, and then yesterday you shared something with me that was pretty interesting. Can you uh, repeat that? That factoid? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, have the, uh, I have the unique perspective uh, in this particular case. It's an unfortunate perspective of being able to follow this pandemic around the globe. Um, and, you know, as, as I said, you know, we sell internationally. Right, my whole team does. So every month we have a two-week order window for the distributors. And it came in and I sat there looking at the folder, I was dragging my feet. I'm like, oh, I really just don't want to open this today, you know? So uh, I started out with Latin America and I opened that, everything's normal. I opened up EMEA, which is um, uh, Europe, Middle East and Africa. It was obviously pretty horrible, right? Bad bike sales there right now for obvious reasons. Um, and then the last one I opened up was Asia Pacific. And that's the one that I was really kind of leery about opening. And uh, interestingly enough, the two markets that were the strongest throughout the globe were South Korea and China. Uh, they placed orders that exceeded everything they did last year. You know, and I, I thought that was pretty interesting. So obviously, you get on the phone, you get on Zoom, you dig in a little bit. But um, you know, post-pandemic, you're seeing a huge demand for bicycles right now. You know, and I think it's doing a small part to what you, you just noted in that. 
you're locked down or restricted, people are spending time outside any way they can. It's a great time to ride a bike. You know, people are reconnecting with that. It's, uh, it's feeding everything. We know it feeds, right? It feeds the mental, it feeds the spiritual, it feeds uh, the physical. Obviously, it's uh, it's a great escape in these troubled times. So yeah, the China China and South Korea thing was pretty uh, pretty cool. interesting stuff. Yeah, I have to believe that uh, once you know the bike shops can open back up i don't are they essential business actually yeah even... oh the bike shops yeah. are so, so they're essential, they're essential business um which means they're open for repair um and they can do bike building right oh, okay gotcha so very interesting yeah i would i would anticipate bike sales you know, follow the, the China trend over here once uh, the weather, uh, yeah. just one seventy degree day and then every shop's gonna have a line down the street, I feel like. But um, I wanted to talk with you, try to keep it um, targeted to, you know, best places to, to buy a bike and why, and, um, yeah. you know, and then talk about where people can ride bikes locally. I think most of our listeners are in the Western Mass area. Um, hmm. But so <clears throat> some options, you know, people can buy a bike online, but that just seems too strange to me. You know, I've never, I've never bought a bike online. I've bought a lot you of You mean bikes. like have, like buy one and have it delivered, like assembled or put it together yourself? What do you, I mean? Yes. Yeah, so I don't know. A few, there's a few different ways this works, right? I mean, right now that's kind of the option, right? Like you can right. go, I guess you could, you could go to Walmart, right? Walmart's still open, right? So you could buy a bike there, but um you know, if you're looking for a, a bike shop level bicycle or, or something a little bit nicer, online sales has been a, a little bit tricky in the past. Right now, it's it's the best option out there, um, and you can do you can do a few different things, right? A lot of the big brands out there have a direct to consumer or click and collect. Uh, click and collect, if you're not familiar, is you buy it online through the manufacturer website, and it gets shipped to the shop of your choice, the local shop of your choice. You know where they'll build it, they'll assemble it, they'll call you up. And schedule a fitting, you can go in there. It depends on what kind of bike it is. If it's a kid's bike, you just go, you pick it up, take it home. It's a great option right now. Um, let's, be on, let, let's be honest though, yeah. does the shop like that? Like when you buy a bike online and it gets shipped to them, are they taking a, a, a pay cut? Uh, it depends on the program. It does, it depends on the program. You know, every company does a little bit differently, uh, Matt. You know, some, some do give a haircut, um, some, some tier it, right? So for instance, if it's, a, if it's a bike that they would normally stock, they make full margin, right? Um, if it's a $12,000 bike that maybe they didn't want to take the inventory risk on, then yeah, they take a reduced margin, but it's arguably a sale that they might not have gotten, right? Right, and they would have had to outlay that cash, so okay. Yeah, yeah, and you know, the bicycle business is tough, right? I mean, they sit on inventory, it's small business, right? And you guys are intimately familiar. Um, yep. You gotta be really, really wise with how you spend your money. Yep. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Walmart. Do you think that Walmart is really, or the big, big box stores are really a good option to buy a bike or, you know, where yeah, I think do you guys? Fantastic. I really yeah. do. You know, I mean, it depends on your income level. Right. And I think that that's something that everybody quickly forgets. You know, it's like you, you live in your bubble, you know, it's like, yeah, friends, maybe, maybe you know me and you, you know, you're in the cycling industry and you get to talk to somebody who's pretty impassioned about bikes and, you know, the reality is that, um, I mean, the Walmart, Walmart serves about 50% of the bicycles that come into the United States. Wow. That's a big what? number. That's a huge number. 
right? It's huge. And I think the important thing is, you know, like not to get bogged down in where people are buying their bikes. They're buying bikes, right? Like that's yeah. an important thing. They're spending time outside, right? So it's like, if, if that's your gateway drug to finding a really solid local business, I'm all for it. If kids are riding bikes, I'm all for it, right? I think it's a great thing. If people go to Globo Gym, and then they have an okay experience, but find you guys and they're like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. Like, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Let it happen. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. we say it all the time. Like I, I meet people all the time. Like, oh, I go to the, you know, your competitor and they're like, you know, trying to almost start an argument. It's like, I'm just glad you're moving, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. <laughs> like I, like try us if, if it, you know, works for you, but I'm just glad you're getting out there like right. and uh, sweating. So. Uh, that's yeah. that's cool to hear uh, from your perspective too, um, but there, you know we so do. Seth, I guess a question a question I have is, um, I mean, it, there is a distinct difference though in the quality of bike, right? That you're going to get at a Walmart or a big box store in just, and it's not it, like is it brand specific? Is it what they get? Mart like what what determines that? Yeah, no, I mean it's what you would expect, right? I mean it's the cost of of building that bicycle. Yeah, right? you're trying to deliver a kid's bike at Walmart that's sub $100. Right. You have to make concessions, right? So you're not going to get an alloy frame, you're going to get a steel frame. Bikes can be heavier, so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Not any less safe. Not, I think that's a, an important distinction, yeah. right? I mean, all held to CPSC standards, um, which, is, which is an important safety, safety test. The build, however, the build, the, build, the build can be a little suspect, right? Right. So but is Walmart building bikes? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. they do it in how? Who? Who? Listen, at Walmart? There's not. There's not a bicycle. There's not a bicycle outlet in the country you can go to that takes bikes in fully assembled. I don't care if you're in Target. I don't care if you're in Walmart. You know, New England Bicycle, like a, an IBD Northampton. You know, it's like you're. Um, yeah, you're building. You're assembling that bicycle. Yeah. Cool. So are those big box stores, are they posting jobs like bike assembler or are they just taking the guy that's the greeter and then say, Hey, Wednesday, you're going to put some bikes oh, together. No. Yeah. yeah. So no, that, that, that's a really good point. Some, some big box stores have the ability to build on site. Um, others use massive distribution centers where they have a team of, of builders that will build them in a warehouse and then they deliver those bicycles to the actual retail outlet um, assembled. That so, makes much more sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah they all do it a little bit differently. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was literally thinking, like, "Hey, uh, Johnny, you're you're going Wednesday. You're, building, you're, going, <laughs> you're building a hundred building huffies today." <laughs> uh, so uh, this will be a good segue into a local shop that I use that. Uh, I've been yeah. passionate about bikes for a long time, but Joe's Garage. Uh, shout out to Joe. Oh, He's up in. Up in Haydenville, and that guy's nickname actually should be the Wrench because he is. Oh, shit! Yeah. In, in fact, extremely I, 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 I want you to take it away. Take it away from me right now. It should be him. <laughs> I don't know if we can do that yet. Not until we find a suitable replacement. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, Joe. But, you know, it's interesting. When I when I first got into this this business in 1998, uh, Joe May was one of my my first interactions with. Um, somebody in the bicycle industry at that point in time, he was at Northampton bicycle. Uh, he had an amazing reputation back then. He has an amazing reputation now. Um, as just being the guy you want to take your bike to need repair or work on. I think he's forgotten more than, than most of us will ever know. 
it's, uh, yeah, he's, he's great. Absolutely great. We're lucky. I mean, we're lucky in this Valley. We have an amazing network of independent bicycle. Teams. Yeah. I was just going to, I was going to ask that. I mean, I, again, I'm not into biking as much as Matt or you are, but I mean, I can appreciate local retailers and I feel that we're lucky um, in the sense that we do have some really good shops from my perspective and which is a very, you know, limited perspective. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. I mean, it, you guys know, I mean, I've, I've spent a lot of time in the country. I've spent a lot of time in, in various different roles at many companies. And that's, it's a pretty special thing that we have here for sure between the, the riding ass access itself, um, the athletes that we churn out of the Valley are amazing. Um, you know, two national cyclocross champions. I don't know if you guys are aware, both from East Hampton, you know, really? Oh, amazing guys. No you know, way. That's guys. cool. Yep. I had no who, idea. Who, who are they? Jo um, Powers, right? J oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Powers. Powers. And, then, um, and then most recently up until this year, Stephen Hyde. Yep. And those, those guys are both from East Hampton, trained locally. Oh, you should have Stephen Hyde on. I'd love to make that introduction. He yeah. is, honestly, of all the professional athletes I've met in my 20-plus you know, career, he is by far and away my favorite. You know, just, just the way – I mean, he walks into a room, he lights up the room, right? He's always smiling. You see pictures of him in Europe racing and just covered in mud, big white teeth, grin, you know, flaming red hair. Uh, he's just, he's just amazing. He gives cool. back. I saw him the other day. He was in East Hampton picking up trash on the side of the road with his wife. Wow. Like nothing to do with a pandemic. Got off his, get off his bike and just decided to start picking up trash. Yeah. He's awesome. Yeah. It does seem like there's a lot of really good access to, you know, off-road biking around here. And again, this is coming from a guy with a very limited experience with, um, single track. That's what you guys call it, right? Single track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, the, so, go ahead, Matt. Oh, I, I was just going to get into, you know, some of the best places to ride around in the Pioneer Valley. I mean, you got for family, for family rides, you got an awesome bike path now. Um, yeah. I mean, it goes, I don't know how many miles, but it's got to be uh, 20 miles. It, it's definitely yeah, sufficient good. to bring your, your teenagers or your toddlers or um, your whole family. Um, so it's very safe. You know, and then for road, like if adults are looking for exercise, I mean, I would encourage them to go to like the hill towns, maybe even drive and then park and ride just because mm -hmm. one, it's safer, it's better scenery, more challenging to rent. You know, you can ride around the Quabbin. I mean, there's, there, it's hard to find a more beautiful ride than uh, something around the Quabbin. So yeah, um, where, where's, where are some of your favorite spots to ride, Seth? Yeah, so it depends on what I'm doing, right? Like, uh, I, I think I like all disciplines of, of riding bikes, uh, for sure. So, I mean, I love being on my road bike. When I'm on my road bike, it's hard to beat, like, um, going up through Amherst into Northfield out that way. I think it's just amazing. You know, you can do, you can head into Vermont and come back. And, you know, it depends on what you want to do. Locally, I mean, um, I'm, I'm kind of doing a lot of gravel these days. As a matter of fact, I was out with uh, Paul McCluskey and uh, Brian Donahue uh, and Frankie uh, not too long ago. We did a big gravel ride out in Southampton, Matt, where you live. Uh, oh, just nice. amazing, right? Low traffic count, really mix it up, very terrain. And then for mountain biking, I mean, the world is your oyster out here. It depends on what you want. You know, if you want big park riding, you can go up to Thunder Mountain, which is Berkshire East. You know, and you can do some some downhill enduro riding there. Uh, I heard there's some crazy jumps going in and it's down amazing. at uh, 
at um, Berkshire East, or no, yeah. is it is it Berkshire East? They call it Thunder Mountain in the summer, but it is Berkshire East. Same thing. Yeah, same thing. Berkshire East yeah. in the winter is in the summer. Right? <laughs> so uh, yeah, no, it's amazing. If you if you've never been, poof, it's it's worth going. There's something for everybody there, so it's not like you get in over your head. Um, you can be smart about it. You gotta you know take a little. Um, they they run you through a little safety check there, and uh, it's cool. If you don't want to do something like that, um, if you're looking for more beginner type trails, um, you can go to Robinson State Park. I think is a great option. Um, and that's in Aglom, right? It is. Yeah, it's in Aglom. I've done that one. That's a good one. It's great. You know, I love it. And, yeah. You get a good workout. Um, it's super easy to do any any size loop you want. I think end to end. Uh, one of the loops that, that I used to do a lot when I was at the bike shop was um, about 12 miles. You know, the whole loop. Um, and then if you want something a little bit more challenging, you can go over to Earl's in Amherst and up in the uh, Seven Sisters range there, uh, the Hoyoaks. Um, and that, that's a really cool area. I think a lot of people are familiar with the Notch, right? Which is this big desert center on 116 as you come over from Grammy into, um, into Amherst. Um, there's this big visitor center. So if you're at the visitor center, one side is super smooth and um, not too technical. And that's, that's called Earl's Trails. Um, and then the other side is Baxter Street, which is very technical. Um, and both are, are pretty expensive trail systems at this point. You can ride over there for hours. It's great. And so when, you're good friends with Earl, right? The guy that... Yeah, it's one of my best friends, yeah. Yep. And what, how, when did he start cutting those trails in? I mean, you go there and I, I think anybody, if you haven't been, check it out, even for trail running. Um, but you'll just be in awe about how many trails are there and the amount of work that went into cutting these trails into the side of this mountain. And I mean, it's just a yeah. beautiful setting and a lot of work. So did this guy, Earl, do it himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So his name is Earl Alderson. You know, he and his wife um, taught at Hampshire College up until about two years ago. Um, they're retired now. They're in their um, they're in their late fifties. They're retired. Uh, they live in Bend, Oregon now. Um, but uh, yeah, they they worked at at Hampshire College for the better part of I think almost thirty years. And um, he started building those trails, to my knowledge, in the nineties. Uh, the first time I rode them was probably nineteen ninety seven. I would think. So, you know, it's, it's been a really interesting ride. We used to ride the, uh, the fire roads there and then he, he put in a little trail and, you know, it was like going to church every Saturday and Sunday, everybody from the bike shop would go, there'd be like anywhere between, I'd say seven and 15 guys ripping up and girls for that matter, ripping up the trails over there. And he just kept adding and adding and the trails kept getting better and better and more single track map, like he said. Um, and now it's, it's just an amazing place to ride. What does it, what does it take to cut in trails? I mean, is he, I'm picturing a guy out there with like loppers and axes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is that literally, I mean, is that what he's doing? Is oh, he's, so to know what, uh, he, he had a really different kind of approach um, where he would try and do as, uh, as little damage as he had to, to make a trail, which I always thought was really cool. Yeah. Right. So um, I'll give you guys, for instance, when I turned 40, uh, he gifted me a trail right like which was pretty cool you know so he had built a trail for my son lucas and and i was not a part of that at all and uh we rolled out i'll never forget it it was uh it was a really warm february day we rolled out and he's covered in dirt when i'm at his house and i was like man what have you been doing 
He's like, oh, I've been raking leaves and trying to clean up, you know, just get ahead of things or whatever. And he's like kind of out of breath, right? It was, it was really weird. So anyway, we hop on bikes, we go out, and we're climbing up this ungodly climb. And I'm like, Earl, what are we doing over here? And we're on the side of the range that we hadn't really rode a lot. I'm like, what are we doing over here, man? I'm like, you know, this is not, this is not the birthday ride I was anticipating. Like, <laughs> kind of sucks, Earl. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah, just hang in there. We pull up. And he just stops like at the top of this, uh, this big fire room. And we're staring at the edge of the woods. I'm like, what's up? He's like, dude, happy birthday. It's a trail, right? And we rode it and it was, it's really soft, right? So the way he builds trail is um, he only takes down the branches that he needs to take down. And honestly, he just rakes it. He just right? rakes. He rakes a path, right? And he's like a Jedi. Like he sees the trail, right? Um, and, just, and that's written him. Many times, I mean, trails are just amazingly well cut. They drain good. Um, but then for the next, you know, 30 to 60 days, they just get traffic and they get burned in. And it's right. really sustainable. You know, you're not damaging anything too bad. So, um, yeah, that's how, we, that's how we build those trails. That's what I think is so... You did do oh. different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so that's yeah, what actually what, what yeah, I was going to talk about. Like, the mountain biking community is uh is is very different than the road biking community but i mean i would in encourage you to check out these trails without a doubt but it's just cool how so earl names a trail after you or your son and then i i hear about the trail through you know 10 other people like how do like there's no messaging board or there's no like there, you know but just word spreads throughout that community because it's so you know, it's tight and everybody's just uh, welcoming and open. And, um, you know, you run yeah. into people on the trail, you see them enough, you become friends like automatically. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I see you know, them all the time. Yeah, you're spot on. You know, if you're on a bike and you're out there, you're everybody's friend. You know, like I've never seen an altercation out there. I've come across, you know, 10, 20, I've, I've come across quite a few riders over the years or they have a flat tire or whatever. I've had a flat tire. Everyone stops. Everyone's willing to help you out, give you directions. It's it's an amazing community. Uh, you know, and it's funny. You know, you talk about word word of mouth and whatnot. I mean, one thing worth mentioning is there is a uh, there is an app that's really helpful uh, called All Trails, and uh, it's a pretty magnificent tool, right? If you need directions, if you're lost or whatever, if you want a trail map in the palm of your hand, it's a, it's a great option for sure. And Earl is on. Oh, Earl is Bachelor Street on there too, and Robinson. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. I've used it all over the country. Uh, it works really, really well. Huh. Wow, that that is crazy. That was all uh, trails. All trails, yeah. It's okay, a, cool. You can get it in the app store. It's nice. Pretty good. And a, a a quick another quick story. So I I was uh, meeting a group of friends at a ride. This is probably ten years ago at Bachelor Street, and my, the group I was supposed to meet was late. Another but uh, another guy was kind of the same boat he was waiting around and then we just said hey you guys want you want to do a quick loop together so um who now is one of my closest friends will dupont i rode with him every weekend for like five years from that point on year round <laughs> in the snow so you know to make a connection with somebody or to, to just find you know people that you share uh, a hobby with or you know especially something where you're improving your health is is just so awesome you know because i wouldn't there's many weekends i wouldn't erode if i didn't have will 
to say, hey, where are we going to ride on Saturday morning? You know, so to run into those types of people, it's kind of similar to like uh, the community that we have at the gym. You know, other people hold you accountable. And that's uh, fine. William DuPont is one of the only customers I used to have that I was not able to sell a bike to. Really? How does that work? <laughs> How do you have that happen? I don't know. You know, I don't know. I got to reevaluate my life choices, but, uh, yeah. Did he just not like your brand or? Oh, you know what I mean? When I was working at the bike shop, we had a multitude of brands, but yeah. you know what? That's a good point, Matt. He always rode something a little bit different. It's, uh, it's hard he, well, he is, he is a little bit different. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> he, he is different. You go to his house and you're like, wow, this is a little bit different. And it's awesome. It's really cool. Uh, he's like, a great guy. Great customer. Yeah. You know, he, he's into well, like uh, unique things. He has a unique taste. But yeah, I still, you know, I talk to him every week, him and his wife. And we're, we're, I've been on vacations with him. But I met him in a parking lot randomly, you know, yeah. I don't even know, 10 years ago, seven years ago, whatever it was. And um, yeah, it's really cool. So I encourage you guys to go out there. Uh, so Seth, I got a question about um, that in terms of brand. So do people, you know, in the biking community, do they have like their brand? Like they're like, I'm a Cannondale guy. I'm only going to buy yeah. Cannondale. Is it like, does it go that way in terms of yeah, like equipment? And sometimes it can, Matt, you know, so, I mean, it can be really tribal. Yeah. Right? Like you got your tribe. Like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a devout Cannondale follower, you know, um, even not, I think athletes, do have a little bit of hang on the genre. Right. Uh, I mean, every brand has it. It's, it's about your story. It's, you know, it's about are, are about, different brands um, specific to different types of biking in terms of, and again, I don't know it's right, but right. like Cannondale, that's road biking or, you know, is it, I guess, is it specific to the discipline? Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. So um, the big four brands, I think, are, are pretty diverse, right? So we make, we make bicycles for absolutely every facet, right? Kids bikes, mountain bikes, enduro bikes, um, road bikes, you name it, we make it, right? Um, a brand like Santa Cruz, for instance, only does mountain bikes. You know, I, I guess technically they do a cross bike, gravel bike, but um, their forte is mountain bikes, Pivot, Yeti, mountain bike companies. Um, so some, some companies are super narrow in their offering, but the big four are, are super diverse. Yeah. Hmm. And who, who are the big four? Yeah, so it's, um, it would be specialized, um, Trek, um, Giant, and Cannondale. Okay. Yeah. And um, you, I mean, the big four is four different companies also. You don't have two of those under your umbrella, do you? No, 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 no. Everybody that I just mentioned is, is separate. Yeah, they're all independent. Gotcha. And uh, only two of them are publicly owned. Um, Cannondale is publicly owned and Giant is publicly owned. Specialized uh, Trek is still publicly owned. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, still the original proprietor. So what are some ways, you know, it's hard for me to, to imagine, but I think some people think bike riding is, can be boring or, you know, some people just like running. Some people are like, I can't run. That's so boring. Um, what are some ways to make bike riding a little more interesting? Riding with other people. Number one is great. I mean, it's always, it's always more fun when you can bring a friend, you know, for sure. Um, riding with a family, riding with kids, teaching somebody. I mean, if you're a good cyclist, you know, and you can teach someone, it's always cool, I think. Um, it's a great first date option. 
I think, you know, uh, for sure. You know, it's, it's really cool to get out there, rent some bicycles, go on the bike path, get outside, do something different, right? Um, a lot of people haven't been on bikes in years. So it's always, it's always fun. It's kind of like watching a deer try to walk for the first time. <laughs> a little awkward. Um, you know, I mean, other things you could do, it's, it's all about where you go, the adventure you want to have, right? You could, uh, you could park somewhere, like you said, um, go to the Quabbin, go inside, ride around on some of those dirt trails, those gravel roads, right? It's not super hard, um, but beautiful. Um, yeah. Can, uh, you can mix it up. I think uh, venue has a big part to do. Yeah, I agree. I think the venue is so key. I mean, getting off road is awesome. I mean, some of the places that you can access are just so cool. Yeah. Um, and then the bike path is awesome. I mean, going out with my family on the bike path, you know, all the different areas of the bike path too. I mean, like you said, Matt, it goes forever. So um, I think that's a great option too. Hmm. And, you know, a lot of people think they got to hang up their bike for the entire winter, but you know, there's a, there's trainers. If you don't know what a trainer is, you put your back wheel um, or you take your back wheel off, but you basically, it sets your bike up to be a stationary bike. And then to take it to the next level, I haven't done this, but I have a bunch of friends that are really into it. They say it's amazing is a, a, a software called Zwift. Yeah. Do you, do you ride on Zwift, Seth? Yeah, like four days a week. <laughs> oh, shit. <clears throat> yeah. So tell yeah. us about what is, that. What is, what is Zwift? Yeah. Yeah, Zwift is a, it's, a, it's an interesting uh, um, interface, right? So um, it pairs up with a trainer, like Matt said. So for people on, on the... Uh, who are listening that don't know what that is, um, sometimes you, you take your rear wheel off of your bike. Sometimes you leave it on, but it's an apparatus that hooks onto the rear wheel and allows you to pedal with some kind of resistance, right? Um, so Zwift is, a, is an interface, computer interface, that pairs with a smart trainer. So there's Bluetooth smart trainers now um, that can adjust the resistance that you feel at the rear wheel based on the, the virtual terrain you're riding, right? A little bit hard to wrap your head around that initially, but uh, you know, picture going out there and, and doing a ride with a hill that just beats you up every time. Well, now you can do that from the comfort of your own home. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, so it, it's cool. It's cool. You know, it adjusts the. Um, it takes all your feedback, right? It takes your heart rate. It takes the power that you're putting in, and um, yeah, you ride virtually with hundreds of other people online. I actually did a ride with Brian Donahue not too long ago. It's, uh, it's pretty pretty weird and you know it's even freakier is that his avatar looks just like him <laughs> I mean, he's got big calves i didn't even see store, okay? he must have he, that's got to be a special setting he did if he put the calves in membership has yeah so so let me try to wrap my head around this you can actually there's a lot of different courses i would imagine yeah, there's a bunch of different courses. Yep, they're all virtual. And, and then is there like a virtual world where you can just kind of like ride on a bike path and then you can like pass other people that are actually riding their bike? Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's, it's really neat. Um, if you're looking at the screen, right, you see your avatar, that's front and center, but then you see everyone else's avatar and you have this little list on the right-hand side and it tells you what everyone's watts per kilogram is, right? So that's like how much power you're putting out versus how much you weigh, right? <clears throat> and it's, it's pretty varied, right? I mean, it's, for me, it's just there. You can kind of look at it. But then you also have your dashboard, right? So you can see how many watts you're putting out right now, um, you know, what your heart rate is, so on and so forth, what the gradient is that you're riding, right? 
And yeah, man, it's just like that. So you're, you're literally on roads in New York City or London, um, and it's virtual. It doesn't look real. You know you're in a virtual world. Um, but uh, yeah, you, you pedal, you get your workout, you can sprint against other people, you can climb against other people. Um, you can do it all in your own head. Like it's, it's really, it's a wild. It's cool. It's cool. What, one method that I, I like to do to get motivated um, and, and, you know, get focused on, you know, making sure I get on the bike a couple days a week is sign up for a race that I'm, I'm definitely not prepared for. <laughs> I know that about you. <laughs> I was just saying, you do that with a lot of stuff. That's your thing. That, that is his thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, I'll pretty much sign up for anything if I have enough time to get prepared. Uh, but yeah, that's one way. So what are some races out there? I mean, I'm not really encouraging people that haven't ridden their bike in 15 years to sign up for an Ironman this year. But like, are yeah. there just bike races around? Oh, yeah. yeah, there's tons of bike races. So I mean, listen, starting off super young, um, they have a great little series at the park in Northampton. Um, which is fantastic. It's just for kids. Um, they have a dad race at the end, which is pretty funny, right? The dads have to get on their kids' bikes and, and race around the course. Nice. Um, you know, truth be told, I got my butt kicked. I have really little guys, and, and it, was, uh, it was pretty pretty miserable. <laughs> but fun, right? And kids love it. You know, I think it's a great great way to get into that sport. You know, uh, they keep it fun. They keep it short. Uh, moving on for for adults. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different things out there. There's races and now there's, uh, there's just rides, right? So it depends on what you want to do. I mean, if you want to do, if you want to sign up for something and commit, but you're nervous about racing, you can do a charity ride. You can do something like uh, a leg of the pan mass challenge. You can do an MS ride, uh, best buddies ride, um, you know, which is a ride, um, for disabled kids, you know, mentally disabled kids. Um, there's brewery rides too, right? Uh, maybe five Ooh, yeah. years ago, I did. Uh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. when I say races, yeah, I I, I kind of say races, and I'm I'm meaning rides as well because yeah. even races, you there's plenty of people that are just going there to have fun. Don't think that 100 yeah. percent of the field is is trying to compete, you know. So um, yeah, don't let that hold you back because you're you know not in shape with air quotes up. You just get out there and uh, and, and you know pedal. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, gravel cool. rides are, I think that's the biggest one right now. Um, it's an up and coming scene. There's, there's great series out there. Um, for sure. The Vermont Overland is a series, which is just fantastic. I mean, for us, it's a day, day trip. You can go there, you do it. The length is, is daunting if you're new to cycling. If you've been cycling for a while, it's not that daunting, but it's uh, it's beautiful gravel, gravel roads, great scenery, great camaraderie. There's usually live music and beer afterwards, which is important, right? So yep. yeah, I would recommend that for sure. The Jam Fund has a big ride out of uh, Southampton every year called the uh, Jam Fundo, uh, put on by Jeremy Powers. So the Jam, uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Jam, right? Mm. It's, three guys um, that, uh, that help sponsor um, up and coming youth racers. Um, it's run by Jeremy Powers, um, uh, Al Donahue and Lacunda. Um, and those, those three guys have been doing it for a good number of years. This is their annual fundraising event. They put on this massive gravel ride. It's just insane. It's, it's awesome. And they do it in Southampton? It starts in Southampton at that uh, winery, actually. Oh, cool. Southampton, right? Yeah, up at yeah. Glendale Ridge. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, it's just 
out of this world good. They have all different lengths, 20 miles, 50 miles, 70 miles. And it's all dirt roads? Uh, I think it's um, it's like 70% dirt roads. Nice. Yeah. Just I'll put some of these races uh, on the show notes if anybody wants to check it out or, or sign up. Um, we'll, we'll link to them. Uh, anything else? We can wrap this up here. I think we covered a lot of good stuff and ways that people can get on bikes and with their families or, you know, look at it as a new form of exercise to do regularly. Um, anything else you want to wrap up with? Yeah, no, I think, you know, I think that if I was going to wrap up with one thing, it would be to, you know, we talked a little bit about, about Walmart and where to go buy a bike, you know, nothing beats your local bike shop, period. You know, if I could make a plug, like, I don't care what brands they carry. Um, we, we said it at the, you know, at some point during this, this discussion, um, it's a special place that we live in and, uh, and there's a lot of great bike shops, good knowledge out there. Um, we should put a list of those guys on your, yeah. on your, on your notes as well. But go there. I mean, you'll be treated right. You'll get the right bike. It'll fit correctly. It'll function properly. You know, everyone that I've ever met in this community just wants to see you have a good time, good experience on your bike. Going to a local bike shop pretty much guarantees that. Yeah, I, 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 I would agree with that. And I, um, I took my kids to a local bike shop to get them their first bikes because I just felt like they should get that experience too because it was so cool for those guys to – hang with my boys and fit them up on bikes and just the experience itself was worth the, you know, not much more money. And a lot of those bike shops, I know the one that we go to has a really ki uh, cool kids program where they'll trade it, you know, as the kids grow out of the bikes so fast, they'll trade the bike in, you get credit towards the next yeah. size up. So that was like, that was the, you know, that was really cool. Guy, like, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. They were awesome. They were really cool. The program's great. The bikes are awesome. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, and again, it was about the experience, right? Like mm. the experience that my guys had hanging with those guys at the bike shop was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, one of the owners actually, so two of the owners, I, I know all those owners. I used to work with those guys, right? Um, but uh, Charlie Canalizo is actually the guy that hired me into the industry. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah. They're just, cool. they're just super chill, really cool guys. And that's Valley Valley Bike and Ski Works, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 Up in Hadley, they're great. Up in Hadley. So and then there's, if again, you're there's in, a lot of good bike shops. Yeah, you got. Let's just rattle off a couple um, that I know of, and then Seth, you can add to it. But uh, if you're in Greater East Hampton area, I, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of Joe's Garage up in Haydenville. Yep. Uh, you got Family Bike. Is it? I think it's Ray. I've met him. Uh, yep. he's down in East Long Meadow. Does he only have one shop? Yeah, one shop. Yeah. One shop. It's a great shop though, right on the bike path in East Long Meadow. Um, Ag isn't there a shop in Aguam? Used to shop? be. Yeah, I closed. Wow. Um, oh, that was. Um, bicycle? Oh yeah. Seth over in, yeah, in yeah, Southwick. Yeah. yeah. He's Seth's awesome. I can't believe I almost forgot him. Um, that pretty much covers the, the corners, I think. Is there any other good shops you want to throw yeah, out there? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Northampton Bicycle, actually. You know, um, okay. I mean, I'm a fan of everybody that we listed, you know, but um, <clears throat> there are some <clears throat> there are some really good bike shops out there. Competitive Edge, of course, has been a staple for yep. years. You know, yep. they have two stores, one to East Long Meadow and uh, one to East Hampton. So, what about uh, Highland Hardware? They've Highland got Hardware. There's another one, you know. Yeah, um, they're great. Family bike shop. Like, yeah, yeah. Go there, get a radio flyer, and you can get a bike. You know, like, Dude, that's a cool <laughs> throwback shop. It I is. Love that it's shop. super cool. There's a lot of history in there, too. You walk into that shop. It feels small town, old time. It's, it's awesome. It's that's crap. a great one. 
really you can get all your trail building equipment right there. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. <laughs> get your rakes yeah. and shovels. And, <laughs> and they, got, they have rocks. nice bikes. Dude, they've got great bikes there. Yeah, they sell giant bicycles. Yeah. Um, Paul's done a nice job. They really yep. have. Yep. Great. Yeah, that's a cool one. All right, Seth. Well, thank, thanks for waking up early, hopping on the call. Um, really appreciate it and uh, very jealous of your job. <laughs> uh, listen, I'm a big fan. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I'm, I'm bummed I couldn't be there in person. You know, so, from the uh, background, we'll, we'll, I think it's a little bit more like. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah, so we'll wrap it up here. Thanks, Seth. Cheers. Thanks, guys. And that concludes our show. We hope you guys enjoyed listening. Please leave us a review, share it with a friend. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're on the fence on coming to try out our gym, Eviction CrossFit, send me an email, matt at evictioncrossfit.com. We'll get you comfortable, get you in the gym, and improve your fitness. So we'd love to have you. We'd love to meet you. Send me an email. Thanks.